you. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Down for the Count. I am one-fourth co-host, Tiffany E. And as always, we got all the co-hosts here today. We got Janae, Nicole, and Alexis. Everybody say hi. I'm back. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm better than ever. (laughs) All right, so... We got a little bit of news. We're going to finish up with Zelina Vega stuff today, and we're going to come in with some new stuff. So let's start off with the stuff that's fun. Let's start off with the PWI Tag Team Top 10. <clears throat> the Tag Team Top 10 is as follows. Number 10. Okay. Let me even... Okay, I'm just going to call it 3K because I can't say the first word. I don't want to disrespect. <laughs> so number 10 is 3K. Number 9 is the Kabuki Warriors. Number 8 is New Day. Number 7 is the Lucha Brothers. Number 6 is the Gorillas of Destiny. Number 5 are the Street Profits. Number 4 is the North. Number 3 are the Golden Role Models. Number 2 is Kenny Omega and Adam Page. And number 1 is FTR. Nope, stop eating that cat. Uh, now, anybody know the requirements for the PWI Tag Team Top 10 list? <sighs> or top, just the list, period. Does anybody know the requirements um, for it? It's popularity. Um, okay. Match quality. Um, match quality, popularity. Um, win-loss record. And then there's like two, and there's like two, two or three more. So based on the criteria, is this list accurate? Yes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't. I would move like, Omega and Adam Page. I don't. That's, I move, that's, that's, I don't but that's honestly that's about it. Like I don't have any major complaints about it, to be honest. They're the only ones I don't like. Is Kenny Omega and Adam Page with slot. Everybody well, else I'm okay with. But I'm. I'm not. I'm kind of wavering on FTR, but okay. I I, I just I just have a problem with the top two. Um, I saw the rest of the list, and I really um I really have no problem with it. I'm glad to see that they did put women tag teams in the top ten, so I'm happy about that. The only thing that fucking irks me is FTR and uh, Omega and Paige, that they're the top two. I don't mind FTR because I think they're immensely talented. Um, but sorry, Mitchu, I should have done that. No. But I could, I don't, it's understandable why. Kenny and Hangman are as high up as they are. I'll give them that. I don't think they should have been top two. Quite honestly, I think the North should have been two top should have been number two or number one rather. Because I know they're put down a little bit lower because you know everyone's like. I don't watch Impact. It takes it's so hard to find fucking Impact. Blah 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 blah. 
So I understand that sentiment, but the North was tag team champions for I think over a year. They were they were pretty yeah, because then they just now dropped the belts like a couple weeks, like a couple months ago. Yeah, like two months ago, like two, three months ago. Okay, so I sorry, I actually just looked up what they're what they were rating it on and it says uh it says momentum, wins and losses, chemistry as a tag team and the activity as a tag team and it factor. That was what they and it was evaluated between September it was like October first, twenty uh twenty no twenty nineteen to September thirtieth of twenty twenty one. So momentum, win-loss, the chemistry of the team, activity, how much they were actually active, and the it factor. Okay. I, I still say Kenny Omega and, and Paige should be lower. Agreed. I mean, it's not, if you're going, just let's go by the criteria. They don't even meet all of those requirements. They meet the popularity part. They I, Okay, I'll give them chemistry. But really I have very many matches as a team from what I can remember. My my big nitpick about with uh, Omega and Paige, and again, this sounds like a nitpick, but like they were the only like slap together team on that list, or at least in the top 10, excuse me. Like everyone else was like a functional tag team that's been there for a while. And I just. I don't know. It also it kind of irks me knowing the fact. And again, I'm not gonna go off on this because at this point it's just it's beating a fucking dead horse. You have some of the most amazing tag teams back there. And yes, Lucha Bros, very fucking cool that they were they were there. I get that. But you take a slapdash team and a promotion that has a lot more tag teams than what they consider their competitor, and you're putting a slapdash team together, and they're number two, and the dudes that they basically at this point, fuck it, at this point they didn't deserve to win the title so damn fast because of a stupid YouTube show. That's the only reason why they're there and the only reason they won the titles. I'm not taking that away from FTR. I'm not saying that they're not good wrestlers, but for them to have won the title so quick after showing up, when again, brilliant tag teams back there, but they're number one and they're number two. I know that sounds nitpicky, but that just that just kind of irks me slightly. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. So we. So we again we we all make this argument about how they need to showcase their other wrestlers more. But if we're looking at it that way, they the reason that they are number two is because they're getting showcased. Correct. So I mean it's like so we go by that way, there's not that we can really do at that aspect because they are getting more vis they have more visibility than Let's say private um, party. That's friends, or no? Yeah, yeah. So that would yeah, and that would fall under activity. Like how the hell? Even though I'm not a fan, 
I wasn't a fan of the Hangman and Kenny tag team bout, I would have been like, how are they number, let's say they were number 11, and freaking best friends are number two, and they haven't been on TV as much, and they don't even have tag titles. So that's what they're basing that by. Do those other people deserve more visibility? Yes, but we can't really count that on that list because of the, the criteria the criteria that they're going by. I would say switch the North and Paige and Omega. I mm-hmm. would even venture out to put Paige and Omega at number five and yeah. put the Street Profits above them. They could, I, I agree with Nicole in terms of them being visible. You saw them, but to me, where, I, where I'm like, okay, I don't think they should be at, in the top two. They just don't. And I'm like, I don't mind FTR being in the top because the way I rationalize FTR being up there is they were, when they got to AEW, they were immediately in the spotlight from that, from then until now. You haven't, they haven't lost their momentum. And they were, they were crown champions. They literally, if you're going by storyline, they literally destroyed Paige and Omega from the inside out. So just going by that and then going by the way they set up the criteria, I'm totally okay with that. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. You know what I'm saying? But Kenny Omega and Paige, I just, they got to be moved out. They need to be at least at four or five for me. Everybody else on the list, I'm totally fine with. I mean, I got really no complaints. It's just, like I said, that just might sound like I'm nitpicky, but it, did Meltzer have anything to do with this list? Is this PWIs? Yeah. No, no. If he's on the panel. A panel well, I, work there. I don't think he is. I yeah. don't think he's on the panel. No. Those are not on the list. I mean, well, if you're going to, to me, I'm like, well, I don't know. I think he likes the Street Profits now, but he didn't like the Street Profits for the longest time. Bailey and Sasha wouldn't be either, A, on that list or wouldn't be the high. I was shocked when I saw how fucking high they were. Didn't they just get the B champions like a few months ago? Yeah. They shouldn't be as high on the list either. And you know, I ride for Bailey and Sasha, but no. Because right. I I saw I didn't see the top ten at first I only saw like six through ten I'm like oh this is cute the Kabuki Warriors are top ten and what are the Golden aren't they number three Yep yeah yeah they I took, think with the Golden or, role models they took more of how they work as the chemistry the momentum that both Sasha and Bailey were having at the time even as singles and a tag team and like their activity more so than like how long they were the how long they held the title so i'm thinking for me when i look at the list i think certain tag teams in certain criteria areas got rated higher for certain specific things as opposed to evenly rating them all together as as like the requirements if that makes sense so i'm thinking for can't really say that about like you can't it's specifically tag teams so you can't Speak, you can't, can't them really base. You can't base their singles 
Yeah, so that's, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking what they're doing is when it comes to like certain tag teams, they'll rate like when they have the, the criteria list, they'll rate it higher than let's say another tag team. And like like how we talked about the PWI five hundred, where it's like, I feel like you're taking certain parts of this criteria and giving them higher up on the list because of one thing in this criteria. But when you look at all the criteria together, they shouldn't be that high. So that's what I'm saying with Sasha and Bailey. I feel like they got high on the list, not because of all the criteria together, but because of certain criteria. And I think they did that with some of the tag teams. Because in me personally, if they took all of the criteria, then yes, like Sasha and Bailey shouldn't be that high on the list to begin with. Kenny Omega and Adam Page shouldn't be that high either. I feel like the North and the Street Profits should be higher. Um, so that's just me. I'm thinking they're they're being very subjective on criteria when it comes to certain tag teams. So you mean that they're focusing on certain aspects of criteria when it comes to particular tag teams, and that's how they rank them, rather than using the criteria as a whole and ranking each team by the criteria as a whole. Equally, yes. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's false. Is- the only thing that the North is missing is that they're not on a major network. I agree. Mm-hmm. So talked about is month. But the North has literally consistently, literally the whole year, have put on either amazing matches or matches at work that could be considered matches of the year. Yes. I've seen the North. Um, I've seen our matches too. Good. They have amazing chemistry. They are yep. a well-oiled machine. They're te- very technically sound. And then they also have, like, there's, uh, now I'm starting to get mad about this. There's no. <laughs> they honestly, they should have been number one out, and I'm really thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, because when you, think of, when you look at the North, like uh, Nicole was saying, they have the chemistry, they have the activity, they have the win-loss mm-hmm. record. They have the momentum, but the fact is, for me, when I look at the list, I'm like, oh, it's because they're on impact that maybe, and they weren't shown to the world, they got put at number four. But when you look at, let's say, Kenny Omega and the Golden Role Models, yes, they have the chemistry, but they weren't tagged, they weren't, uh, the Golden Role Models weren't tag team a lot, weren't tag teaming a lot. Kenny Omega and Adam Page were kind of like slapped put together. I don't care what nobody said. So in my mind, I'm thinking they're also taking into account for like some of these people, the promotion they're on and who they are as individuals instead of as who they are as a team. Oh, I see what Janae is saying. Janae is like, okay, they're taking their individual star power and they tag team shit and throwing it all together and putting them up higher on the list rather than just judging them strictly as a tag team. Yes, and taking into account everything on um, that, the for the what? Then why is Gorilla Destiny in the top ten? Because not a whole lot of people. I mean, you only know who they are, or you don't. Well, Gorilla Destiny is one of the best tag teams in the world, so they're them being where they are. I'm not mad about that. The thing is, when you look at what Nicole's saying about the North and then think about what Janae's saying about how some of the tag teams could be judged based off of their criteria, that all makes perfect sense to me. Because you have to think, Kenny Omega is still one of the biggest indie stars in the world when it comes to wrestling. 
like him or love him, that's where he is. Paige isn't too far behind. And then you have to think about how AEW just uh, came in and you're either AEW or you're against them. It It is what Janae is saying. It's the only thing to me that makes plausible sense. And it, they're also screwing over the North in the process because they don't get the same TV time as um as Paige and FTR, but at the same time, neither do the Gorillas of Destiny or the Lucha Brothers. They don't have, even though the Lucha Brothers are there, the Lucha Brothers are seen on TV weekly, but they don't get the same spots as Omega and Paige do. And even in that time, Paige and Omega still don't wrestle more than the Lucha Brothers. I'm going to say something, and people are probably going to come for my neck, but it's okay. G.O.D. has low-key been stale all year. Oh, the nerd. What, what did you say? I didn't hear you. I said has been stale this whole year. So I'll, Three, I'll, take out, I'll take out the corona period that they couldn't work. That doesn't count. I'm not putting that. But besides all of that, like they really, like, they really haven't done anything. And no, I love them. I think they're dope. And I love them in Bullet Club, but the old, like they honestly like they really haven't done anything this year. I feel like um Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and there's someone else who are ran who are just automatically grandfathered into the top ten. That's the same thing with AJ Styles. Yeah. Or, yeah, top yeah. 10, top 15. I feel like those three people are literally, they could have a garbage, dumb year, but they're always in the top 10, 15 for no reason. Literally for no good reason. Um, She's right. She does have a- but that hurt my heart. I feel like I did that with, <laughs> you know, I haven't done anything. And Justice has been more popping this year than G.O.D. Oh, hell no, no, no. Do you know how, you know how popular? I know you don't like injustice, but this is so. Remove yourself from liking injustice. They are super popular, especially obviously because they're on the indies. But they are super over. They are. It's ridiculous on how over these guys are. Super over. So it's kind of like. Honestly, I don't even rem- I don't even know what injustice is on there because I don't think the full list is released yet. No. Whatever the fuck injustice is, I would have switched them with whatever God is. That's how like nothing they done. Like the only really thing cool thing they did was like you know assess evil's ascension within the Bullet Club, but that's literally fucking it. There goes. Yeah, that's the why I'm saying if I don't disagree with the names on the list, I disagree with the positions on the list because if you were to do it equally, then some of these names need to be rearranged because it's. I feel like let's say let's take um like let's again look we can take mm-hmm. the north. They are literally in the top for everything that's within their criteria. But again, you have, let's say, the golden role models who had the momentum, 
they have the it factor because it's Sasha and Bailey. They were all on three brands. They had good matches, but in the end, though, it still it doesn't match up with how the North were doing business with the tag teams. And I feel like the reason why the Golden Role Models got placed above the North is strictly because they're WWE. And I also what? think what they did is they took the fact that Bailey and Sasha as single competitors. And let's be real, Bailey and Sasha as single competitors, they were doing really, they were doing some wonders for WWE. They were going cross band. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think they, all the teams were rated equally across the board. I think they were taking certain criteria requirements and giving some people a higher grade than others just because of where, what company they were with or maybe something individually because the North should not be number four. They should be higher. Like if you look I at the, the call, I think they should be number one. Yeah. Now that I'm really thinking, like breaking it down in my head, Tiff, and like really thinking about it, they should have been number one. Mm-hmm. They and the thing too is, even if you look at Lucha Bros and what they did in AEW, you also have to look at what they were doing in AAA too. So I yeah. personally think Lucha Bros should be higher, like closer Thank to number you. one than Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Because mm, if you think about it, when Adam Page had, when they all had the tag belts, they had it for a really long time, but they rarely defended it. Yes, they were on TV. They were on TV. They had storylines, but when it comes to the tag teams itself, they didn't defend them that much. They were more so playing mm-hmm. off of the turmoil between Kenny Omega and Adam Page. In my and mind, it's like you know. should just base them on the tag teams. Again, if we look at the Golden Role Models, even though we were they were playing off of each other, they were at least going across all the brands and like putting the titles on the line and, and defending it. So I think you have to get in that. I'm fine. I'm put Golden Role Models maybe at like six. Or something. Okay, let's put it. Okay, I will be unbiased because I am biased when it comes to God. I can admit that. I'm an adult. Okay, I can admit that I'm biased towards Tom Taga. Don't fucking judge me. Okay, because some of you judge. Sasha Banks and Mandy Rose, and then some of you bitches are fawning over Roman Reigns as a tribal chief. So kiss my ass, okay? I like Tom Tonga and he cut his Did hair. Did I say anything? Did I say anything? <laughs> anyway, ma'am, I, ma'am, I, ma'am, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I agree with Nicole when she said they haven't done anything. They haven't, but they are champions. They are still champions. That is that has to be counted. Okay, yeah. so moving them down on the list, to me, as long as they stay in the top 10, I'm fine with that. Because no matter how you look at it, they still fit in the criteria. They still do. But they don't need to be that high. So she's yeah. right. She says they don't deserve number six. They can be moved down lower. She is 100% yeah. correct about that. The North do deserve the number one spot. They 100% do. I also agree that Kenny Omega and Paige were not something of prominence to look after. They're not going by them as a tag team. They are going by them as individual stars that happen to be a tag team. That is the same thing they're doing with the Golden Role Models, and that's not a fair assessment of them. 
Now, the difference between Paige and Omega and the Golden Role Models is the Golden Role Models defended their titles at pay-per-views and on the show. You there was a rare chance that those titles were defended on AEW Dynamite. And even then, sometimes you would not see Paige and Omega on the show, even wrestling. They would have backstage segments, and that was it. You know what? Uh, this brings up a very good point, because I just remember this. Uh, if you guys, you guys need to follow uh, We Love Wrestling on Instagram. Terry posted something about a title that Omega has had. For over 400 fucking days. And he, they put something where it was like, Kenny's only match on AEW Dark was defending this title. It was like some title from Japan, I think. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. It was some, it was another company's title. It's, it, was it was AAA. AAA. It was AAA. Okay. okay, sorry. It was AAA. My, that's my fault. Please don't come for me in the comments. Um, so they said like, this is, that's the only third time he's defended that title and he's going on a 400 day streak as champion. So like just hearing all you guys saying this, it's pissing me off. Cause I'm just like, you didn't defend your tag titles. Cause if you did, all it basically was, was like a dick swinging contest between you and Paige to see who was better. We all knew the breakup was coming. Uh, I mean, like, we knew the breakup was coming with Bailey and Sasha, but I was more interested in that breakup than I was with Kenny and Adam. And it's just like, you, 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 like, this is my problem, and I know it's coronavirus, but he's had this title for 400 days, so this was before COVID became an issue, and that was only the third time he was defending it, and it was at an AEW show. And, you know, Bailey and Sasha, I give them a lot of crap. I do. But you're all right. They were on every single show, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We saw the annoying ass come out there. Even if they did not have a match, they were there. We saw them on TV. We saw those titles. They would bring those titles with them. When Sasha was the Raw champion. They brought all four titles down there. So if it wasn't defended, we at least saw them. They got, they interfered with the matches. There was something that always happened afterwards. Kenny and and Paige would just go on commentary. They wouldn't have the titles. And it's just like, it, 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 that, that is what pisses me off. Like, I know I'm going on a rant and it's early for me to do that. But, like, all this just got me thinking of Terry's post, and I'm just like, everything y'all have said is true. Like, I have seen the titles more with FTR than I ever did as uh, AEW's first ever long-reigning tag champions or whatever they call them. They had those titles for how many days did Omega and Paige have those titles for? Nicole, you told me. Almost 300. Yep. It was, it was, it was, it was like at the tail end of like 270 something. So for X amount of time, you stagnated a whole division Hello. because you stagnated your tag team, your tag team division 
for Kenny and and Kenny and Page. I don't hate. I'm just and I'm saying this. I don't hate Adam Page, and I don't like Kenny Omega, but I don't hate him. He has not personally done anything to me, and he has not come up and punched me in the face. So I do not hate Kenny Omega. I don't hate anybody. But the fact that you stagnated your own damn division for these two assholes, and when they did wrestle the tag titles. There was no, I had no interest. There was like three weeks in a row, it seemed like they went up against Jurassic Express. And at this point, I'm just like, when are they just going to give the damn belt to Jurassic Express? They're the ones putting in the work. When, when are they yeah. just going to give it to, to private party and or give it back to SCU? Best friends are hot. Why aren't you, like, why? Why are you going to sacrifice a whole division that you could be cashing in on for these two assholes? that we know are going to come down to fighting each other because we know before even FTR was there, they were already the seeds of doubt were being planted in them because here comes the young fucks wanting to wanting to go one-on-one with them. And I'm like, they're going to make this an all-elite thing. Like, literally. <laughs> and I will say, and I will say, even though with Sasha being Raw Women's Champion and Bailey being SmackDown Women's Champion, and both of them holding the tag belts. I was like, I would rather have the tag belts on another team because you guys already have belts. At least when they have the tag belts, the tag teams that the WWE did have for Raw, I mean, for SmackDown, they defended them there on Raw. They defended them there. They even had tag team, like, number one contender matches where Sasha and Bailey were there watching. And then they even went to NXT yeah. and, had a tag, and had a tag match there. So even though they held the belts, you still saw the women tag teams all across all three brands that they had at least get a shot or at least have a chance to be featured as a tag team while the champs were still there. So that's why I was like, do I want them to be number three? No, but I could see them maybe being like the North number one, FTR uh, number two. I would probably put either Street Profits or Lucha Bros in the three or fourth spot. Or whatever, and I probably would, or I would have the golden role models in either four or five. I would put uh, Kabuki Warriors higher, but there was a time where they, they weren't, they, they I don't know what the fuck they, they weren't defending their titles either. <clears throat> no, I don't know what, I don't know what they were doing. Um, New Day, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine where they're at because around the time of the, they were rating it and stuff. They, I think like Woods was out. They weren't really doing anything with the titles. But I would honestly, I would move Kenny Omega and Adam Page like eight, nine ish. I wouldn't put them that high. Me personally, if you're gonna move them down, I I have to, I would have to move New Day out of the top ten. I put them at eleven because their tag team, their last tag team title reign wasn't as great as it as their other as the others were. And um, I move um, Gorilla Destiny's down, and I definitely would move Paige and Omega down. See, I and, would keep New Day there because I feel like even though they were still a, they were a tag team, they were still doing more than Omega and Kenny. Hello. Well, I wouldn't move them below Kenny and Omega. No, no, okay. like I would leave them on the top ten, and I would move like because you were saying move the New Day out of the list. I would still keep them on the list. I would just put Kenny Omega. I would put New Day higher than Kenny and uh, Omega because they were still in my order, honestly. I'm sorry, I can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. Look, I'm not saying anything against New Day, 
but you have to look at what they did from the criteria of the time they set from what was it from from October 2019 to September of 2020. Yeah. So like that, they're yeah. like a God. They really they really didn't do anything. No, you have to move them down. They have to be moved down. And I, I don't know who's going to take their spot. I'm going to be honest because I don't know who else is on the list. Yeah. I can there and just be like, I don't know who else to put up there. But it's kind of fucking if rascals it on there. If it was up to me, honestly, and y'all not going to agree with me, I'd have been like, where's Lucha House Party? Well, well, no, they're, no. I mean, not top 10, but at least on the list. Maybe honestly, not. compared to and this is like no shade to Lucha House Party. Literally just what's on. I obviously don't know the full list, but all of all of the tag teams I can think of, I cannot see them on anything compared like, to it. Undisputed Era should be on the list. Uh, they- undisputed, right. honestly, Undisputed Era should took New Day spot, to be completely Thank honest. You. Yep. Undisputed Era should have been on there. Where's Imperium? Imperium should be in the top 10, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like again, I'm like saying. there's so like there's so many people like Lucha ha- House Party. No offense, is like they're cool, but they don't like they don't do anything. Like they'll do f- like yeah, like they're amazing luchadors. I'm not taking anything from them, but they haven't had any. They haven't been on TV consistently. They don't have real storylines. They haven't no. been champions. Yes, they've come close, quote unquote, this year, but still never happened. They are not good on the mic. They're not super popular. Like, there's nothing compared to, like, even, like, I want to say, like, Injustice, or you're even thinking about the um, indies, I think, if they have, like, a couple of, like, intergender on there, like, say, like, there's just so, like, they have Hein and, Hein and, oh, my God, I can't think of his name, Hein and um, Stephen Wolf. And they're in inter- tag team, and they've done way more. I'm saying than- I would like them on the list, like 49, 50, obviously because I like them. But when the rest of the 50 list comes out, you know we're going to see people like, what the fuck are y'all doing there? That's fine, but I'm saying like I, I mean I don't. My, to be honest, they can be on the list, but they would have to be really low. That's what I'm saying, like 49, 50. I'm not saying put them in the top 10. No, well, don't no, put them maybe- in the top. But they would be like 49.50. But there are other tag teams who do really, really well in other promotions. And because they don't get the same shine as, say, AEW, Impact, um, WWE, and um, what do you got? Like MLW, like they get pushed down the the lower part of the list because not everybody. Where the fuck is Dynasty? Well, they're probably not. So they're pro- they're probably in the top twenty five or top twenty. Bitch, if they ain't, I'm about to go off on something. You guys also have to remember, like I don't know all the indies. I don't watch all. And so me personally, like my list off of the tag teams that I know. That that's fair. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, that well, I know I'm, because I don't know all the indies. Well, stuff. I'm not being. I'm not saying you're wrong about Lucha House Party being on the list. I like Lucha House Party, but unfortunately for them, they were not booked to give them a chance. So you can't, when you gave the list, even if you don't know, like let's say you don't even know 50 top 50 tag teams to be on the list. You feel me? Like at best, 
you would judge the list by at least the criteria that's been set and by the teams that you've seen. So if you're yeah. going to put your house party on the list, I totally understand them being at like $49.50. I, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Because they were seen. Let's put it this way. You did see them on TV, on WWE's TV. They did compete multiple times for the titles. They had a minor storyline. They would have had a better storyline had Jackson Riker not fucked shit up, even though they yep. probably were going to lose that storyline. It, it would have still given them some traction. You know what I mean? Like, so I understand. Oh, wait, what about Phantasma Legato and his team? What about them? Like, they haven't had any tag team championships. Well, they did have an opportunity. Yeah, they did. When did they come in? I don't remember. Right around the time they stripped Devlin of that title, which was earlier this year. Weren't they still kidnapping people at that time? Yeah. Where the yeah. fuck's Contra? Where the hell's Contra I mean, they, unit? Contra. Contra, Contra, Contra might be in the top. That's three, that's three, four people that low-key should be in front of New Day. Uh-huh. Dynasty, Contra Unit. Uh, who else they got over in MLW right um, now? Injustice is there. Injustice. Injustice. Um, and uh, what's it called? Undisputed Era. I just thought about that. Why aren't they top ten? That's what I'm telling you. Where are they? Because I'm in the top 20 somewhere. Because if we're gonna go by what they're doing, because they're also they're judging people's singles run Thanks. with their tag team, they're loaned for Adam Cole's November, and I need to make a post about this, write an article about it. Adam Cole's fucking November last year was god level. Yeah. Shawn Michaels could never. And that's that with Adam Cole's. November last year and I'm and I'm being complete like he fucking goes to sleep at night yep. and wishes he had Adam Cole's November his entire yeah. career was he had the best matches of the year against Daniel Bryan before that that then they did the then he had um that war games was he in war games last year yep he was yeah, in he was war, war games, games. He had a bomb war games, turned around, had a match at um Survivor Series for that his was also title. match of the that was also match of the year. <laughs> I feel like that yeah. out of all his matches that get slept on the most, like that transition from the bitter end to the Panama Sunrise is amazing. Here's my thought process on this. Here's my thought process. That's Hell, why they should be number the two under- if we're basing off the of singles people. Oh, well, here's here's my thought as to why they're not on this list. And I think this is what it, what they did. And if this is what they did, I don't think it's fair. So the New Day, they're looking at New Day as a whole, including Woods, Biggie as a whole. I have a feeling the reason why they're not on the top 10 list, because I have this weird inkling that they didn't look at Undisputed Era as a whole. They just looked at Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly as a tag team and didn't include um the other two members into Undisputed. That's not fair. But that's it's not, not fair. fair. They also, not, they also not, compete under that. the free bird rule. No, I agree with they you guys. I strong wrestles for him. So, like, they do compete under the free bird rule, and that's not fair. Undisputed Era definitely should be in the top ten. 
No, I agree with you guys. I'm just saying I think that's probably how they did that with Undisputed Air. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I'm just saying I think they took New Day under the Freebird rule as a whole. But I feel like since Undisputed Air is not on the list, Nicole is right, they need to be on the list. I have this strange feeling that when they graded Undisputed Era, they didn't take Undisputed Era as a whole for Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Roger Strong, and Adam Cole. I feel like they just took Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as the tag team when they had the titles and just rated them two and not the Freebird rule. You can't do that. Oh you can't God. do that. Why are you guys yelling at me? I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I'm just saying it's like, I, I feel like that's what they did. <laughs> wait, I'm not yelling at you. I just talk loud. Just wait. Just wait one second. So if that's the case, let's just compare New Day and Undisputed Era match quality wise. So you're going to take the two people who wrestled for Undisputed Era in the tag team division, Christian O'Reilly, and you're going to put their match quality up against Iggy and Kofi's match quality. And to me, Undisputed Era beats them by a long shot when it comes to match quality. Okay? I, I 100%. And I'm not shitting on Kofi because I love them both. Okay? But you have to call a spade a spade. So that alone was just like, okay, well, we need to figure out how we're going to do this because, you know, Undisputed Era is great and New Day is great. Well, what's the tiebreaker? Their match quality is the tiebreaker because both teams can talk on the microphone. Both teams have been champion multiple times. So you can't go by those things. What sets Undisputed Era apart from New Day? Charisma. Their matches in Undisputed Era, in my opinion, when you look at the matches in this time frame, have had better matches than the New Day. Correct. So they should be on that list. But I think, I have a feeling that's what PWI did. And I think, I, I, like I said earlier, I feel like this list has not been graded equally for all the I tag agree. teams. And I think what they did was take New Day with the Freebird rule and graded them, all three of them, when I believe at that time, there wasn't no interchange of the tag teams between the three. It was just like two of them. And they included the other third member. But I have this weird feeling what PWI did with Undisputed Era is they didn't do that the same way they did with New Day. And that's and I'm pretty sure they're going to be on the list. I'm pretty sure they're going to be in the top 15. And I feel like their grading of Undisputed Era is not the same grading as they would give the New Day since they are a trio. I just have this weird feeling that's what PWI did. So when this full list comes out, a lot of people are going to be very upset because, like I said, they are not equally grading these tag teams on an equal plane. It's that clearly sense. obvious that, that they're not equally grading them. Because that's what well, I was trying to say. Because if they're doing it by the whole group, then, you know, are they going to, it's like, especially with like New Day with the Freebird rule, what are they going to do? Is it going to be like Kofi and Big E or Big E and Xavier, Xavier and Kofi? Or, you know, like, because this is, you know, when Dynasty was still the three dudes, like, are you going to do, Hammerstone and MJF, MJF and Holiday, Holiday and Hammerstone. Like how, how, like how does that make any sense to anybody? What you're only going to be doing is grading whoever is, has the belt around their waist. That's what the grading should be. Especially if they all go by one name. They're all under the name Undisputed Era. They're a collective. So if they're not going to do 
the grading just by the whoever has the belt at the time and they're going to grade as a collective that they need to grade every single tag team whether it's a trio a quadruple a six tuplet they need to do that same rating all across the board you would have honestly if they really did that they would be like three people who are number two yeah four people who are number like you can't especially with um like there's like three tag teams so honestly we could argue so let's say the north is number one so north is number one and we can't move kenny omega and adam page so we will have kenny omega adam page undisputed era and i don't know contra because they have someone with the world title in there also we're forgetting oh my god no we're forgetting um the Von Erics. Yes. Von Erics. How the fuck maybe are the Von Erics not on the top 10? Well, maybe they're in the top 25. No, but the Von Erics have one of the biggest feuds in MLW before they had to close down due to... to I, you, know why, you know exactly why the Von Erics aren't up there, and you know why other teams aren't up there, and it's because they're not seen on mainstream television. Outside of the Destiny, Everybody on this top ten, outside of Gorillas of Destiny and 3K, everybody seen on yeah, everybody else is seen on major mainstream television. That's why Nicole was like, "Well, if you're really looking at it, God doesn't need to be in the top ten either." So that's what I I was saying earlier too. They're grading people. Nicole's like, well, if you're adding in other people and you're grading them as a whole, you're going to have a really wonky list. That list, that list would be fucked up. Yeah. So I do kind of get why they did it that way. Because like I said, honestly, you could you could argue two, three tag teams to be number one. You could argue, say, or like, I'm not moving FTR. Okay, well, FTR and the North are going to be number one. Or someone can be like, well... I feel like PWI should come out with an article and be like, these are our top 10, and we'll explain to you why out of the 50, these they top don't. 10 made the top 10. It'd be nice, but they're not going to do that, so. Well, I think we've said our piece about the PWI tag team list. Let's move on. Let's move on to some happy news. So, Renee Young and John Moxley are having a baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a little conveyor of violence. Yeah. Moxley cut a promo on AEW Dynamite this week, and he mentioned he had a pregnant wife. And Renee posted on her Instagram a picture of her and Moxley, and you know the little family emoji in her post. And I just thought it was so cute. And I thought one thing that was really cute was on Twitter, Bailey tweeted, <laughs> "Is it cuter that she, the way she announced it, or how oh, I that was?" That was so funny. And Bailey found out because Renee was trying to text Moxley some news, a pregnancy update news, and she ended up accidentally texting Bailey, and she was <laughs> trying to text Moxley. So Bailey found out for everybody, and I just thought that was so cute. So congratulations to Renee Young and John Moxley. You guys getting ready to have a little baby. That baby going to come out and paradigm shift that doctor straight through that. Wow. <laughs> I like Dirty Deeds better than Paradigm Shift. I wish he was going with the Dirty Deeds. So, okay, when he was cutting that promo, because, okay, 
Mox, Mox is a, is a promo guy. He can fucking cut a promo. And, um, you know, you're watching it and you're intense. And then when he says, I have a, you know, I can't get out of bed. My body hurts. I'm like, oh, same, bruh. Like, completely understandable. And then he, <laughs> then he drops that whole, I have a pregnant wife. I'm like, wait. He just breezed past through it. Like, bro, you think you ain't going to give us a chance to be like, what the heck? I go, wait. Oh, no. What the fuck did he just say? Yeah. And pregnant. Pregnant. And then that was like the number one thing on Twitter. Because if you go on, uh, if you went under AEW Dynamite, everyone was like, wait, what the fuck did he just say? Wait, is Re- Renee's pregnant? Like, what the fuck? And then it's like, I've been super giddy for them. It's like, yay, mom and dad are having a baby. Yay. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but like, you know, and then it's, Renee's like so fucking cool about it. She goes, finally, I can tell you guys how much my boobs hurt. And I'm like, oh, feel you. Like, I'm just like, but I'm like, if your tits are hurting you, how far along are you at this point? Because mine started hurting around three months. And, you know, John and Renee, they're they're pretty low key when it comes to their relationship. My tits hurt now and I ain't even pregnant. Shit. See? <laughs> Help a father. Help him. I just got off my period, so I'm a little tender right now. Jesus. It's funny. She goes, she goes, how come no one caught this? And then she's like retweeting one of her tweets where it's like, thank God my tiny dog bladder is bigger than mine. That I don't like something about like, I don't have to get up in the middle of the night to let them go pee. And then she's like, how come no one caught this? Because <laughs> we thought she was, I didn't even see that tweet. And it's probably something that, you know, you don't even think about. Yeah. Nope. But that kid well, congratulations. is gonna, kid's gonna be so fucking cool. Oh, the cutest thing, the cutest thing out of fucking all this, besides the picture she posted on Instagram when she goes, "Well, guess I can finally post this now," and it's that goofy ass picture of the two of them. Seth was the first person to comment on it, and he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And then it hit me when he announced that. That was like the anniversary, I think it was like, what, eight years ago that The Shield debuted in WWE? Like, this was the day they showed up the Survivor Series. What if they all become wrestlers that can be called the Little Shields? Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. I already had this goofy-ass thought. Okay. So, Roman just had twin boys. Okay. Second set of twin boys. For the love of God, stay away from your wife for like the next year. Leave Roman alone. (laughs) (laughs) Roman's Roman's got Roman's got a set of twin boys. Okay. Seth and Becky. By the way, if you guys have not seen Becky Lynch's maternity pictures, you are missing out. Because I wished I looked that beautiful when I was pregnant. I was mean and angry and sweaty, and I didn't want anyone to touch me. Becky looks fucking amazing. I had to wear my husband's shoes, so, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> my feet got swollen so bad one day, I couldn't fit into my shoes. I had to wear his flip-flops to work. They're the only things that fit me. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, I know. He'll never be. Six years later. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, like, I was just like, okay, so Roman's got twin boys. If Seth has a daughter and Mox, oh, my God, Moxley having a, a daughter. Oh my god, that's gonna be the that toughest. Happens, anyway, that, that's gonna be the toughest little girl ever. 
Seth and Box has uh, daughters, and they hook up with Roman's sons. They're all going to be related to each other. Uh, I want them as a tag team, little shields. They're already getting more screen time than a little You two are obsessed with little babies, and and I I am not. I am not. Uh, serious news though, like, like just to be serious though, like again, congrats to, to John and Renee. Um, the next generation of wrestling is gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah, you're here. I'll drink today. I'll be right back. About to give me a bottle of wine. <laughs> well, they got Daniel Bryan's kids, and then you got uh. All of Roman's kids, like all 26,000 of them, apparently. Damn! You got Roman's kids, you got the Usos kids, because you know Naomi's going to have a kid with her husband eventually. So you got the Usos kids, you got Seth's kid coming, you got the Miz's kids, you got Moxley's kids. Like, next generation of wrestling's going to be fucking rad. Not to to mention uh, fucking Bray Wyatt's kids. Yeah. Um, next generation wrestling is going to be really fucking rad, and I can't, I can't wait for that. But for the love of God, please don't let Seth's kid have that gap between her teeth. Oh my God, please no. Oh shit, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to something a little bit, um, a little bit easy going. So, <clears throat> of course, you mentioned earlier, Becky Lynch did release some of her paternity pictures from her photo shoot and from my understanding um, via Nicole, Nicole did all the legwork on this one. She had pretty much all black everything. Black photographer, black stylist, black makeup artist. I was like, girl, doing it for the culture. Good job. <laughs> um, which I noticed and then after I, um, and I probably I wasn't the first one, but quite a few people on Twitter were like, hey, did anyone like realize that? Like that they literally use um so and the I don't know about for the other stuff that she wore but her main like her main focus like that red dress that was also designed by a black woman who owns a small business that yeah dress is so um and mm-hmm. also like the stylist that they use he frequently dresses uh Ms and Maurice as well yeah and um like a couple other people here there. But I just really appreciate them because, you know, I think and we said that about here before. Um, what's his name? Um, Seth Rollins has always been about, you know, Black Lives Matter and like supporting the cause because and I think I don't know if it was I don't know. It might have been Tiff, but we were talking about like when the whole Trayvon Martin situation, he was the only wrestler that said something. Really? Yeah. He was the Taylor only Martin one who said something. It was like the first time we really got wind of what was happening in Florida with the stand your ground stuff. Yeah. Especially against young black teens. We did nobody was clear on that. And then Trayvon Martin's situation happened. It kind of blew up. And he was the only person to say anything via wrestlers outside of black wrestlers. Yes, he was. Which is why I tell people all the time that Seth Rollins is not racist. And he never has been. And he's yeah. always been somebody who's an ally and not an enemy. So and exactly. And then he's always and then always made sure like 
always helped with the cause and did it not just because not only because it's right and because he's a kind person he does it because it's right and he's a kind person like he doesn't do stuff just for like for clout you know, just to say that oh like i'm like oh i'm so understanding like the support and like he legitimately believes that and then like someone that he's with becky also believes that so i appreciate them especially them being having the platform that they are which is what people should be doing so their other co their other co-workers should take notice they are hiring black people in these roles so they can get more recognized and get more well-deserved work because that's also kind of the thing like you have especially a lot of black creatives who are amazing at their job but then they have people who are mediocre but get 10 times the shine that they do yeah. She looks great. I always forget that her hair is like I low key think she's blonde. Mm-hmm. Isn't her mom blonde? I wanna say yes, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I feel like in her older picture she was a blonde. I feel like she's blonde. I just she looked so fucking gorgeous in those pictures. It's like the picture with like her and Seth, and it's like the one where they're kind of far away, and Seth like has his arm wrapped around her, and he's smiling, and he has his hair down. I'm just like, that's so cute. And then you look at the they one with him in the suit. They could have done something with his hair though. Yeah. They could have done something with those pants. Cause what you and were too damn old. Okay. <laughs> you were too damn old okay. to be wearing those kind of pants, Seth. Well, that's a particular style. So I, and because the stylist picked it, I'll let him get away with it. Because Seth doesn't know any better. Let's just keep it real. He doesn't know any better. If it was Miz, I'd be on his ass. But because it's Seth, he gets a free pass. The thing is, though, it's a particular style that he's wearing that I'm, that I don't particularly care for, but it's okay because, you know, he doesn't know any better. So... I'll give him a free pass on that one. But I thought Seth looked particularly nice. And I was like, you know what? You you should have you should have picked him to style you for the SBs too. Cause you looked amazing. You looked amazing. Becky looked amazing at the SBs and Roman looked great and Galena looks great. And then he's dressed like they- that. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I imagine now because they because they have a bigger platform and Seth always had a big platform, but he's just him. He doesn't give a shit. And that's fine. I can respect that. But you know, if you see yourself looking nice and you're wearing these nice things, like I would definitely go more for nice. Now you don't have to spend a lot of money to look nice. People always take that as, oh well, you gotta wear Gucci and Versace. No, the fuck you don't. Okay. You just have to buy a suit that fits and you make sure you accessorize it right. So it's set no, no, no. a- 
All right, guys, so we're just going to stop here for just a few minutes, and you guys can pop on over to the second half of the wrestling news from November 22nd. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on our social media at Twitter, on our Twitter at Down for the Count 19. They do live tweeting over there weekly on all of the wrestling shows from NWA, whenever they decide to come back, to MLW, which we just started live tweeting because the restart happened. We also um, will do AEW, WWE, Impact. We try to cover as many wrestling promotions that put on shows for us to actually watch on television. We try very hard to do the live tweeting for that. You can also go over to our Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast which will allow you to be able to see and, you know, interact with all of the news and information that we get. We try very hard to get it out as quickly as possible. So make sure you guys follow us over there on those social medias. You can always send us a message on Anchor if you want us to have a specific topic, or you can contact us through the DMs on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm your girl, Tiffany E, and we'll see you guys in our next one. Don't worry, that second half is coming up next.